Welcome to the Rocket Movies Podcast. This is Carlo X. Lopez, your host. Thanks again for joining me on this episode. Uh, lots to talk about. A lot of crazy things going on. Um, but let's, let's. Uh, I just kind of wanted to start with it's WrestleMania time. And yeah, I'm old school. I definitely like wrestling. Uh, wrestling, I say wrestling. I, I'm, I come from the old school from watching old Houston wrestling and you know, WCW and the, the Von Erics and Ric Flair's woo. But, but it's that time of year to WrestleMania. It's a two night event. And the exciting thing about last night was that stone cold Steve Austin. And if you don't know wrestling stone cold is from Texas, he just started a new beer, the broken skull, I think Pete, you know, uh, American lager. Uh, but, um, haven't tried it. I might try it and taste it. See how it tastes. I'm not a big drinker these days, but uh, certainly, I'd like to support a fellow Texan, um, but um, he was able to wrestle last night, and so that was just really exciting because he came from a time where it was the Attitude Era with The Rock and and all of these different wrestlers that were were just just very good showmen, just really good stuff. And and like I said, I've been watching wrestling probably like some of you since WWF and the cartoons back in the 80s and Sergeant Slaughter and Hulk Hogan and all those guys. But anyway, night two's tonight. Night one was definitely very successful. And night two is, tonight should be pretty exciting if you have the Peacock Network. It's free. Uh, so if you got nothing better to do, go check out some fun wrestling, you know. And uh, Cody Rhodes, uh, you know, he, he made his comeback here on, on WrestleMania last night, which is pretty awesome because Cody's been gone for about six years. And I know some of you might not care or think about wrestling that way, but... Uh, his dad was the American Dream, Dusty Rhodes, and man, that's old school like Ric Flair. You know, uh, he was just, he just, it was, it was fun for him to come back. And so checking that out last night, that was pretty, pretty fun. But tonight I'll be watching that along with the 64th Annual Grammy Awards. And that leads into, wow, the slap heard around the world, right? Uh, the Oscars last week and, and Will Smith and Chris Rock. And of course, I love them both. Uh, I've seen Chris Rock live at um you know you might be on one side or the other there's just so much stuff going on with that that it took precedence over the actual winners of the oscars and i'll go over that list here in a second uh but um you know two wrongs don't make a right probably should be a little bit more careful on who you joke about i know it's a comedian and i know that um you know there's a lot of comedians that do jokes and and they joke about people but they sometimes get permission before it definitely was an unscripted joke now flip side will smith felt the necessity to go and slap him for whatever reason, be a man or whatever, you know. And like I said, I can see both sides, um, you know, of that coin. Uh, but I'm not here to judge either. Just hopefully we can learn. And uh, before you joke about somebody, you should probably know, you know, what conditions they have. If they do have a condition, some people don't think so, but some people do. So I can see both sides, like I said. So uh, making fun of somebody just to get a joke is not cool. Making fun of somebody to, to laugh with them, that's cool. Uh, so I certainly have done both. And so um, I'm no judge, like I said, but uh, hopefully um, they're buddies behind the scenes and they can get over it like many of my friends and some of the arguments that, that, that I've had with them. And you just forgive and move on and, and just admit you're wrong and, and go from it. But, you know, the, the Oscars had some, some um, you know, it, they're getting a little bit more diverse in the, the winners, and that's great. Uh, I can be honest, I haven't seen some of these movies, but I will. Uh, especially after they, you know, won, like, Coda won the Best Picture and the Best Supporting Actor, Troy Kotzer. 
Uh, and and it's a you know it. I heard it's an amazing movie. It's on Apple TV. I don't have Apple TV yet. So Apple, if you're listening, if you want to hook me up, go for it. I'll take a free Apple TV. Uh, but uh, th- haven't seen that. I did have it before, but it didn't have enough selection, so I dropped it. Uh, best actor Will Smith did, you know, went for King Richard, and, and unfortunately, uh, he's a little. It's a little jarred now because of of what happened. Um, Will Smith, I, I can say this: he's been attacked for years, being weak, soft rapper, this and that. Um, he's, you know, I can say like some of these movies. What people don't realize is that. There's so much pressure riding on them, not just the actor who makes the money. It's the thousands of workers that are behind these movies. It's the studios. It's it's the theaters. So there's so much more pressure on these big actors who were easy to point out that, hey, they make so much money. But in reality, they, they, they support so many of us. And when we're having bad days and bad times and we see a movie like King Richard, it's uplifting, you know, to see what somebody else went through their struggles and that it can be done. Uh, you know, so I also see that and, and and I wish Will Smith the best. I loved Fresh Prince of Blair. I haven't seen the new one yet. I, I will see it, um, you know, but uh, best actress, Jessica Chastain, great actress. Obviously, she's amazing. We know the work she's done, Sicario, on and on and on great you know best supporting actress was an ariana debose for west side story uh remake steven spielberg's remake of the old school one uh so so good good for her and uh best director jane champion you know and um you know so i i haven't seen the power of the dog either uh and so some of these things best animated feature in kanto great you know, Latina, you know, flavored movie. I'll check it out. We, we got Disney Plus. We just been meaning to watch it. The best documentary, Summer of Soul. So that won that. And that's, that's I think, Q-Love, Questlove, or, you know, won that thing. And so that's good for him. And Dune, which I love Dune. And if you remember my earlier review, I totally get everything that they want. Best cinematography, best film editing, best original score, best production design, best sound best visual effects i mean the movie was phenomenal and if you haven't seen it check it out it's it's uh, on on hbo max and uh part two's coming out and so but it won so many awards before that i'm totally cool with that best costume design cruella i mean if you haven't seen cruella disney plus emma stone does a great job on or did a great job on this movie and we loved it when we saw it so cruella you know uh best costume design totally 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 cool with that I could totally see this one. I haven't seen the movie, but the best makeup and hairstyling, the eyes of Tammy Faye. Come on, we all know the kind of makeup Tammy had, and uh, that's no disrespect. It's just she wore a lot of makeup back in the 80s, right? Uh, And best original song was No Time to Die, and so that's from James Bond, and James Bond has had all these classic songs, and and if you remember my review of James Bond, there were so many classic songs from Duran Duran to Sheena Easton, just on and on and on, you know, so, so, uh, you know, as far as that, it, it won that and, um, best documentary short, the queen of basketball, best animated short, which I love animations, the windshield wiper and the best live action short was the long goodbye. So a lot of good diverse winners and a lot of, um, you know, great movies. I've seen some of them. I haven't seen all of them. Uh, sometimes, you know, now with streaming and everything, you can't see every single movie because it's not at the theater. Uh, I know Netflix does release movies like for a week and you can go see it at a theater. 
Uh, but but something like Coda, which I heard is an amazing movie, I will see it because you know I definitely support you know uh, just uh, our 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 different ability you know friends and brothers and sisters out there. Uh, I don't call it disability because it's just they just it's a different ability and they're just as blessed as we are. So uh, I do want to see Coda, right? And so uh, moving on to you know the slap heard around the world to get past it. You know, to, to take precedence over the, the war in Ukraine, it's it's just crazy because that's what should matter. Not a slap, but that true violence out there that's killing innocents. And, and you know, there's more to that story as well, but we can go on and on about that. But, but once again, um, Oscars, you know, was, was great till that moment. And it just kind of took away from it but once again moving on uh here's two new movies that we saw um the lost city um with sandra bullock and and channing and tatum Uh, it was a fun movie it was better than i thought you know better than i thought it was going to be but man since demolition man i've always supported sandra bullock you know her career the movies that she's been in she's an oscar winner she's what's funny and great about her she's a physical she can be a physical comedian uh, she can be physical like a Jack Black where she's willing to do some stupid shit to make it funny. And I think she's great at that. You know, she's done that, uh, you know, and then she could be very serious. But, you know, and she's a, I think she's she moved from Austin probably, but she's a fellow Texan. I, I once you move to Texas, you're always a fellow Texan. And and, you know, I, you know, I know you guys know I'm a homer about, you know, Texas and. And, but still, you know, Sandra Bullock was, it was funny and, 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 and Channing Tatum. I mean, you know, it's, he's, um, I think he's, he's very funny, you know, and, you know, they, they, they go on this adventure that Sandra is a writer. She's in a lost place. Her husband died and I'm not, I don't want to give too much away. However, you know, so she ends up in this predicament by Daniel Radcliffe's character, Abigail Fairfax, who he is the rich bad guy who's trying to find the treasure and once again just like uncharted there's so many other movies in the past that we've seen but i really felt like sandra and 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 channing tatum they did have this funny chemistry together channing tatum is the fabio he's the model he's the book cover but he wants to be a real hero and there's reasons why he does what he does and as you get to know them and there's a an actress and and i i don't recall seeing her i may have but uh, divine joy randolph she plays beth hatton that's the the manager for sandra bullock's character loretta she was hilarious there there's some scenes that she she definitely did a great job uh brad pitt is in it as jack trainer and he's a uh, brad pitt's just brad pitt man he's just the you know he is just the the cool i mean he's always cool he's the definition of cool is brad pitt i mean granted he's good looking he's all of that but he's just he can make eating a coconut like he did in this movie look cool and i mean that's a man's man i'll tell you and so so several you know great great little cast good funny movie i'm gonna give that um you know a a three-fourth bag of candies because once again uh some of these like indiana jones those are the four stars those are the four bags those are the four jalapenos the 10 star movies movies like that that have done it so well however they it was a fun movie it's a good fun joyride just 
if you want to laugh, go check it out. It's, I mean, like I said, I'm, I'll give it a three-fourth bag of candies because I was entertained. I thought it was funny. And there is a, definitely a great moment, a surprise shock moment when Brad Pitt and uh, Channing Tatum, you know, they're going to take off into a vehicle. I won't spoil the vehicle, but it just got me. I cracked up on that one. So just, just if you if you don't laugh at that scene, <laughs> shit, I don't know. Uh, but it, it was it was funny. But like I said, uh, three fourth bag of candies. Uh, the next movie is Morbius, and Morbius is the living vampire, and so it's Sony's latest in the Spider, the Marvel Spider Verse, or whatever they're calling their own side verse of Spider Man movies. Uh, Venom, Morbius, and and Morbius is is. He's a character that I, I truly like in the comic books. He's been around since 71. That's, you know, showing my age, that's one year younger, you know, one year older than me. And so he's going to be about 51. But he's uh, he's more of an anti-hero. The movie itself was, it's, it's, um, it's gotten a lot of bad reviews and whatnot. It was directed by Daniel Espinosa. Stars Jared Leto as as Michael Morbius, Oscar winner himself. And Jared, to me, is just... I mean, 30 Seconds to Mars is a great man. I think he, he could do it all. He's one of those actors that I think he's one of the best. And had a Matt Smith as Milo, his friend, and they grew up together with a disease that just could kill them. And, and so he is trying to find a cure to live you know no normal life and for him and people you know with his you know uh, uh condition that you know he's trying and so that's what he's a doctor so it follows his career and and uh adria arjona was uh, was Mar- martine bancroft she's a doctor and 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 jared harris you've seen him you've definitely seen him uh, but he plays uh kind of like their father figure he's he plays dr nicholas but he's kind of like their father figure tyrese gibson is in it as well as agents he's one of the agents and so michael keaton has a special appearance you'll see that don't want to ruin it uh but um and i'll, and I'll discuss that here in a second but not to destroy it because he does come out in the commercial so you know his character is adrian toombs from the first you know tom holland spider-man as the vulture um but um the morbius itself i mean he's been like i said I, i've really started following morbius especially since the 90s when I really got back into comics and he was part of the Midnight Suns and he had his own run, but he was part of Midnight Suns, which is really fun with Ghost Rider, uh, the Ghost Riders of Danny Ketch and Johnny Blaze. And if you don't know, I'm sorry, but I'm geeking out on the comic book stuff because, you know, I, I, I enjoyed the movie because to see Morbius and he was part of that Midnight Suns with Blade and Hannibal King and Hannibal King was played by Ryan Reynolds in part three of Blade, if you remember that. And those Blade movies came out in the 90s, a few years after X-Men. And Blade really kind of, I think it really showed with X-Men and Blade what Marvel was going to be in the future, or even DC could be. DC's still not there yet. I think with Flash, they might. But to see where comic book movies could go and all these characters coming out and the Blade, the new Blade with Marshall Ali, I'm so excited to see that. He already voiced a cameo and the Eternals, I think the best scene of that movie. Um, but so he's part of this, this team of midnight Suns with man thing. It's like, they fight the supernatural beings and, you know, werewolf by night, which supposedly he might come out in the new moonlight, which 
Moon Knight just started and that's, you know, stars Oscar Isaac and, and, and you may be confused, but I'll get to Moon Knight here in a second. But anyway, back to this movie, Morbius was fun. I heard people say that it didn't have great effects and all that. I thought the effects were amazing. And of course I went and saw it on ABX with some of my friends, but Morbius is, um, it's a, it's, I think Sony, <clears throat> they're taking some of these characters that should be their own thing and trying to, I think, push it a little bit into this Spider-Man narrative. He did originally appear in Spider-Man back in 71, the amazing Spider-Man. And so, uh, but yeah, it is very true that he did come in there. But when you don't have Spider-Man, like I said on the last Venom of my, my review, it's, you need Spider-Man to make it now. Morbius is an anti-hero, and I think what Sony is trying to do is they're trying to do the Sinister Six, and if you don't know that, just look it up. Sinister Six is a group of six villains. They've consisted of different groups and different characters, but Vulture, you know, Venom, you know, different characters, you know, Dr. Octopus, and, but once again, I'm geeking out, but, but the Sinister Six, I think they're really trying to get this movie. I think if Sony would realize that it's not just about money, it's about putting a good story. This is your typical, you know, it is your typical story that, hey, part A, part B, part C, all the way, paint by numbers, you know. And so if you would really create a, a, an original story, it would be better because you just do the, hey, I'm sick. I want a cure. I need to figure it out. I need to, then you become the vampire because it's Morbius, the living vampire and his struggles. And then fight the bad guy, win, and then end. So it's not creating anything new. And so that's the thing I think Sony always messes up on. Sorry, Sony. But I still enjoyed the movie. I'm going to give it a good review. But I think that if you just pump the brakes and just establish the character, really establish it and don't do the paint by numbers, but come in and, you know, create something based off the comics that it's dark, it's should be rated R. He's a living vampire. You know, there's per certain people he will kill and not. Um, and his struggle is drinking blood. As some vampires, it is. Some, it isn't. There was some cool homages to, to American Werewolf in London, the subway scene. I loved it. There's a homage to Lost Boys because Michael Morbius is named Michael, just like the main, the you know, uh, the brother and, and, and uh, Lost Boys, uh, Michael, and that's the one Kiefer Sutherland changes, kind of, without him knowing, he becomes a vampire, and there's some cool scenes that, you know, um, Matt Smith's character, Milo's trying to convince Jared, hey, this is great to be a vampire, to be better than others, and that's always the struggle, I think, with vampires and vampire movies, but Morbius, the, Michael Morbius, Dr. Michael Morbius was... He's definitely an anti-hero, I think. And I think where they're trying to push him is to push him into the bad guy territory. But he's not really a bad guy. Neither is Jared Leto's character. I, I believe that, uh, you know, Tyrese Gibson plays more of a serious character. But I think he brings a little bit of, you know, comedy to it. Uh, Al Madrigal plays Agent Rodriguez. And he's kind of funny. But once again, I think it's just paint by numbers typical. Two cops that can never catch the bad guy. And maybe they can, maybe they can't. But check it out. Once again, I'll give it about a, a three-fourth bag of candies. I was definitely entertained. I thought it was fun. I think when Demorbius is, is he's got purple colors. And so by the mid-movie, you know, his color changes to that purple when he's flying very fast. It's like 
you know they're they're super vampires and fighting and those kind of things but i think the to me the the crimin the villain was kind of weak in matt smith milo I, I could see him his character though but just very weak when you have a crap load of badass vampire you know villains and things that you can pull from uh especially in the spider-man comics but um and and the end scenes there's two end scenes check it out stay with there uh but uh, i'm gonna give it three fourth bag of candies uh, morbius just came out go check it out in the big theater it is it is really great sound uh music's good and uh, cinematography's fun so definitely a, a fun movie to check out so moving on to some concert reviews uh tying in with the oscars right so I, i'm gonna call it my heaven and hell week of shows because i came back from the 80s and i went to go see the judas priest 50-year tour um and um my buddy john flores came up from houston and that's my friend since fourth grade so we actually fought when we were kids and we became best friends and i i was like the day when those days you could fight somebody come back and become best friends but but we fought and it was a great, great reunion because I got to go see uh, Judas Priest and Queens Wright with some of my buds, David Amanias, Michael Hinojosa, John Flores, uh, Frank Flores, and talk about 40 some years of friendship. But when you go back to these shows, you feel like you're a kid again. Well, Judas Priest, uh, it, they really only have like two to three original members. Um, you know, Rob Halford, Ian Hill are the original dudes. And 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 uh, you know, uh, Glenn Tipton came back for three songs in the end. And if you don't know Judas Priest, he's got he's got I think Parkinson's, um, and so you know he comes out for the encore. That was pretty amazing to see him. And and because I tell you, when you're listening to the concert and Rob Halford, God, dog it, I you know, the sound was way too powerful or loud for this venue. I'm telling you, Queen's Right was awesome too. I mean, Todd Latore did a great job. I, I call them more of a cover band for Queen's Right. Only two original members, but Todd Latore, the singer, sounded just like Jeff Tate. It was amazing. They they really played well. But these dudes, they sing so high that I mean, if you had a crystal glass like that old Memorex commercial, it freaking smashed the shit out of those glasses. Because Rob Halford can get up there still at his age, 50 years of doing this, and still can get so high that I saw this little chunky fat kid on the side and I thought, hey man, I said, it was like me going back in time. I thought it was me. I saw this little fat kid and I said, damn, that's me right there when I was a kid with long hair and shit. I can't even grow it anymore because it's going bald on the top. At least it's the top back, not the front. But I sat there going, shit, this kid and me looked at each other and Rob Halford got so damn loud that our ears, I felt like a dog. It was, it was so high pitch that it hurt. And that kid and me looked at each other and we just started laughing. And I just thought of myself at that age, at 12, going to these shows for the first time. And back then in the 80s, guess what? I'm calling it the hell portion because back then, Judas Priest, Ozzy, ACDC, everything with the Devil's Bands, right? The Devil's Bands. And so with these Devil's Bands back then with PMRC and all that stuff we went through in the 80s. And if you were around at that time, it was just, it was, it was, uh, it was funny because I mean, I had people that were very religious in there and my aunts and uncles and people and they would destroy tapes and albums and records if it had Ozzy or Motley Crue. And now it's it's ridiculous, I think, you know, and I understand, you know, hey, every, every generation has its thing to deal with. But in the 80s, it was that. But I'll tell you what, Queen's right. They they tore it up just as well. Once again, 
I'd like to see the original guys because it's it's almost like a cover band. However, they were great. And then and Judas Priest, you got another thing coming. You know, uh, Diamonds and Rust. They just they 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 had a you know Turbo Lover. They just did so many great classic songs that you know uh, Living After Midnight. It, it was great. But getting back to Glenn Tipton, when this guy came out even with Parkinson's or I believe it's Parkinson's that he has but when he, it's just god I because as a, as I'm a guitar player now learning in my second year getting more efficient I could I could see his fingers playing and I could hear it and it was Judas Priest for those three songs when he got out there it was magical because that's what a musician can do with his style, you know. And it was like, uh, you know, hearing this interview with Jerry Cantrell that he's hanging out with Eddie Van Halen. And Jerry's from Alice in Chains and his own band. And he says, look, I could plug into Eddie's, but it was me. And Eddie could plug into my stuff, and it was Eddie. So that goes to show you it's just their sound. And, and that sound was beautiful. I was so amazed to see him play, even being sick. He was able to rock out, and it was great. And so, um, you know, they have um, this guy, Andy Sneap. He's their touring guitarist, and he did a, a pretty decent job. Ian Hill's the old-school bass player. Richie Faulkner, gosh, this dude can tear it up, just like K.K. Downing. And he was amazing. He had, like, a heart issue. He had almost died on stage, and, they, and that's why they had to pause his tour, which then allowed me to go with my buddy John Flores. And John and me hadn't seen each other since our 20th reunion. So, I mean, shit, that was, like... I don't know. It was years, you know, I mean, years in it. But let me tell you about friendships. When you have brotherhood like that and when you have these adventures and I'll talk about Goatmans one day, you know, David Abanias reminded me, hey, talk about Goatmans. And I said, I will. I will on a, you know, on a scary night episode or something. But when you have these brotherhoods with friends and I hope you guys out there have these friends and you've created relationships throughout your years that these are the people you depend on people that you can go hang out with and you're just spiritually connected because you just go bam and it, you're friends I, I mean it's just like you didn't miss a beat and so it's, it was good to see my friends watch this concert it was great real quick moving on to the christian portion of this and i'm a christian and that's who i am but i don't judge anybody so that's who i am i was able to see the following week my heaven portion of this week was micah tyler austin french and Cade thompson talk about I'm telling you, these Christian musicians, they're awesome. They they can they can rock and jam with the best of them. I mean, these dudes are freaking amazing. And to be uplifted as well, it's just nice to worship and to, to hear a good concert with a good cause and to, to raise money for, you know, fundraisers to help other charities and organizations out there. And you know that I talk about that. Hey, if you know, if you have a, an organization you want me to talk about, Shoot me an email, carloxlopez at, at rockinmovies.com. I'll definitely put it out there and, you know, talk about it. But like I said, it it was amazing, uplifting night of, of rock and roll, Christian rock and roll. I mean, I still love Striper and, and some, you know, Skillet, some of these Christian hard rock bands. I totally love music, period. And so once again, Micah Tyler, uh, amazing job. Austin French was his, he could sing like, I don't know. Just it's great, and to be uplifted at the same time, it's a great night of of rock and roll, Christian rock and roll. So, you know, I will listen to Spanish, Christian. I listen to whatever is good, and I 
I, I tell you, it's something that I truly enjoy is musicians, the hard work that they put into it, the behind the scenes, the people that do the sound, the sound boards, the lights, just the, the, the amount of people that it takes to put on these shows. And for them to sound that good, it, that's, that's always a, a plus. Because I've been to some shows that weren't, were horrible. And, you know, but this show was great as well. So I was lucky to have the heaven and hell like old Black Sabbath, you know, and get to rock out, you know, heavy metal style, you know, <laughs> screaming for vengeance, painkiller to, you know, Micah Tyler. And, and so great, 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 great week. But anyway, it's good to be back. Once again, I'm on a more regular schedule with my job, my day job. So hopefully I'll be bringing these to you, you know, every week, every other week. But once again, um, go out there, help somebody out, love somebody, hug somebody, pick somebody up. Just remember, you know what? People are human. Just go out and say hi, hello, smile at somebody. And because you just don't know what that could do to somebody's day or week and uh, be out there. And if you need any help or anything, feel free to reach out to me at Carlo X Lopez at rockinmovies.com. God bless you all. You guys have a great week. Once again, uh, Morbius, three-fourth bag, Lost City, uh, three-fourth bag, candies. Go out to the movies. Go out to your concerts. Go out. I'll talk to you later. Have a great week. Peace out, everybody.